Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. So uh, a lot of stuff that uh, we have to get to on the show today. Um, I mean, this is this is one of those days you just don't know where to start. Uh, I will start with this. I will I will start with this. Uh, according to a recent Trafalgar or Trafalgar, some people say Trafalgar, group poll, uh, 77.3% of likely general election voters think that in the wake of the Russian incursion into Ukraine, Joe Biden should make boosting U.S. energy production a priority. Uh, there's an expression. What is that expression? It's no something Sherlock. No something Sherlock. No home Sherlock. No no uh, Watson Sherlock. What in the heck is that expression? <laughs> I just It's just... Ah, no something Sherlock. It's when something is so obvious, you just look at Sherlock Holmes and you go, no something Sherlock. Uh, by the way, 9.3% did not think so, and they're probably, you know, mass transit and bike riders like Pete Buttigieg wants you to do. 13.5% were unsure, which means they probably are Democrats. 88.6% uh, of Republicans thought the president should prioritize boosting the nation's energy production. Just 67% of Democrats felt that way. According to the poll, that's still 67% of uh, Democrats. So apparently not all Democrats can just go out and afford, uh, uh, you know, an electric car, like they're saying. Um, here is, uh, let me see, I've got to, uh, oh, this is Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris was being asked about energy prices. And this, I want you to think about this. If you've ever been in high school debate, I was in, I was in debate um, in high school briefly. And, and when you don't have uh, the answer for the question, you defer. You defer, you distract, you act, you know, like, what? Oh, no, I'll let him handle it because, you know, clearly uh, I, I don't want to just take away the spotlight because I know so much. Here's uh, Kamala Harris being asked in the complete dip, duck, and dodge. President Biden has said that Americans will feel some pain for the sake of defense. Yeah, that was from the movie Dodgeball. And freedom and liberty. You know it. But there does seem to be no end game in sight. How long should Americans expect? How long should we be bracing for? Um, this really sort of um, historic inflation and some unprecedented gas prices. Sure. <clears throat> she literally looked over to him like, hey, you want to take this? You want to take this? He's like, eh, 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 eh. So she decides she's got And she doesn't say a thing. Just listen. She doesn't address it at all. In terms of uh, the discussions that the president Johannes and I had, uh, they ranged in subject, including the issue of the Black Sea, and I'll let him... Okay, that is, yeah, who cares, Black Sea, whatever. I'm talking about gas prices and inflation here. Explain in more detail as he would like, uh, but we are, again, 
fully aware and apprised because we are in constant communication with the president, with his administration here, about the concerns that they have about the entire region and, frankly, the vulnerability. All you have to do is look at the map. Uh, did you guys hear anything about gas prices and inflation? Did you hear a darn thing about gas prices or inflation, or did you just hear a dipwad named Kamala Harris, whose uh, the position she held the longest in her entire life was horizontal? Yeah, I know. I said it. What? It's a joke. It's a joke. Let it go. Let it go. Uh, but that's what she had to say about it. Uh, she didn't address it at all. I, you know, when she isn't just saying something outright stupid. I mean, really, really stupid, and she does. She's known for that, and because it's because not because of racism or misogyny, um, because uh, she's not very bright. I think if you don't understand that she's not very bright and she is not ready to be the president of the United States, if you don't recognize that by now, then you're one of the uh, what 13.5 percent of Americans who uh, aren't sure about U.S. boosting energy independence. Those are you're a member of that group. Because honestly, wow. And then there's a, a Pete Boot Edge Edge, who, by the way, uh, literally as the Secretary of Transportation, first thing he did was he took paternity or paternity or laternity or whatever the hell it is. Uh, you know, he's adopted kid uh, with his uh, with his sick other. Took three months off. Uh, I don't I, I don't suppose this is for breastfeeding. I, I could be wrong. Uh, I will tell you that when uh, my child was born, both children, I didn't take any time off. Uh, my wife did because, well, you know, she pushed a bowling ball out of her body twice. Uh, and I owe her that for the rest of my life, our lives. I didn't have to go through that. So, you know, I would go to work and then I'd come home maybe a little early if I could, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, I didn't have to take paternity, maternity, blaternity, whatever, leave to do that. Here is uh, Pete Buttigieg. He says your problem is uh, is you got to take mass transportation. Now, uh, I'm from a small town in Iowa. Uh, not a whole lot of buses running in uh, Neola, Iowa, or Fort Dodge, Iowa, or, or uh, you know, like uh, uh, small towns in Nebraska, or, uh, or uh, you know, small towns in South Dakota. Not a whole lot of buses out there for everybody to ride to work. You mentioned gas prices briefly, and they continue to soar across this country. Uh, you know, Candy. I remember the last time I took a city bus to Home Depot to get a bunch of drywall and two-by-fours. That worked out real well. The public transportation system, as it's situated today, can it handle a potential influx of people that just can't afford to drive to work anymore? Talk to us about some of the investments you have started to make in infrastructure here uh, from the public transport side. Well, we do have a lot of capacity in public transit, uh, yes, and that's something yes. that uh, you know I, I hope becomes a, uh, a means of choice. Yeah, they've been pushing the whole uh, public transit for... I don't know, about 60, 70, 80, maybe even 100 years. And, uh, you know, some people ride it and some people say, nah. Uh, alongside driving, that people have good options and good affordable options to get to where they need to be. But as much as I do love riding the city bus, and who doesn't? Oh, no, dear God, no. Uh, look, we, we need to make sure that there is less pressure on family budgets from transportation, which is often the second biggest budget item after housing itself. Yeah, the Democrats have been promising to fix it for, I don't know, about 70, 80 years. Joe Biden's been promising it for about 50 years. He's never done anything in the office. He uh, literally has not solved any of the problems that existed at the beginning of his tenure in Washington, D.C. versus now. They just keep saying they're going to fix it and they have new solutions, and they never fix it. Right now, we've got these kids who, uh, uh, you know, they created the non-candy aisle for running, I don't know, Facebook, uh, YouTube, uh, Twitter, you know.
And and when they hear things they don't like, they just shut it down. They just throw a little tantrum, and they just shut you down. And if you're invited to speak on campus, uh, they just shut you down. And if you support a bill in Florida that's going to pass, it's going to be made law where you cannot talk about sexuality and inappropriate themes to kindergarten through third graders, and you call it the Don't Say Gay Bill because you're such a spoiled, rotten little child that you have to throw a tantrum and not only take yourself down to try to shut people up, but you're also willing to take down adults who created the bill uh, and make a lie out of it, make something out of it that is not don't say gay, it is not the don't say gay bill. All of these things are coming to a head right now because we have a generation of children who were never corrected, were never told, no, you know what, grow the hell up, and then you can have a say in things. And in the meantime, you will respect what I have to say as an adult. I will include you into the conversation, but a temper tantrum is not going to shut down a speaker at a university. And a temper tantrum is not going to shut down meaningful legislation to keep little children from becoming sexualized. And I like to call it the grooming bill. And many people are calling that the anti-grooming bill. Because there's a whole lot of grooming going on in classrooms around the country. Jesse Smollett is another instance of this. He's a spoiled, entitled little child. And right now he had to go to jail. And he is fawning. He's throwing the temper tantrum on the floor at the, uh, at the grocery store. And he is, oh, I'm this and I'm that, and oh, and racism, and oh, homosexuality, and anti-gay, LGBT, and oh, and, and I'm going to sit here in this jail, and I'm going to throw it down. I'm not going to eat or drink anything until the judge lets me out, and the judge just happens to be one of those parents. The judge just happens to be one of those parents. The person that let Jesse Small out just happens to be one of those parents in the supermarket who said, okay, 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 I'll get you whatever you want. Just, just, just calm down. <laughs> In the state of Maryland, uh, where they have a rhino, I mean like a major rhino governor and Larry Hogan, they're going to get rid of the, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? They're going to get rid of the gas tax in Maryland for a month. <laughs> this is this is uh, symbolism over substance, in case you you know didn't know it. It is, it is so idiotic and so meaningless and pointless, and it really shows you uh, what the government elites think of you. When you think about, uh, okay, say for instance, you got to fill your tank with, uh, let's just say 20 gallons a week. All right, the average uh, you know gas tank on a car probably a sixteen eighteen gallons, unless you drive a Prius, then I think it's like twelve. But anyway, uh, so uh, say the thirty, I think it's thirty six cents a gallon. So thirty six cents a gallon, twenty gallons a week times four weeks. Uh, you save. Are you ready for this? Think about all you could do to feed your family. Think about all the glorious things you could do in your life with thirty six cents a gallon in one month. Yeah, just about thirty bucks. There you go, about $30. $30. The governor thinks that uh, $30 is going to mean anything to you when your home heating bill has gone up 40% and the price of gas has almost doubled. Yeah, honestly, Larry Hogan, just get out of office, please, please, please. Oh, yeah, and you will never be the president of the United States. And also, you know what else is not going to happen? Mike Pence is not going to be on the ticket ever, ever, ever with Donald Trump. Donald Trump has already uh, said that, actually. He said it yesterday. Uh, And he will never be the president either because you, uh, what's the expression I'm looking for with regard to uh, constituents and real conservatives? You've um, screwed the pooch. I think that's what I'm thinking. I think you you screwed the pooch. Uh, Larry Hogan, you have screwed the pooch as the uh, confiscatory 
Lockdown Larry, as the morning show on WCBM likes to call him, Lockdown Larry. You have screwed the pooch, and you are done. Stick a fork in you. You and uh, Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney, you should all get a get a place. You should rent a place together because 61% of renters in America can't afford to buy a home in their city. That's another thing. Porch.com. There's a website I want to hang out on. <laughs> Anyway, it's a website that connects homeowners to uh, local home improvement contractors, and they did data out of 13 uh, cities in the country. Only 4% of renters in Los Angeles could afford to own a home in the city. I know this because we watch uh, the show with, uh, uh, what's his name, Uh, the blonde and her uh, ex-husband. My wife makes me watch it all the time. What the hell is it? It's uh, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, because the houses are stupid expensive there. I mean, you, you, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars just for a, a shed. Um, also, uh, in total, two hundred sixty of the largest metropolitan areas were analyzed showed that uh, home prices far exceeded what renters could afford, possibly because of that big down payment. But uh, there you go. So, did you hear what uh, Joe Biden said yesterday? Apparently he's uh, and it's it's just it's just rich it's just rich that Joe Biden the man who's known for uh, being at the uh, residence of the vice president walking around with his you know what hanging out uh, just walking around naked in front of Secret Service agents that's why they'd say Cobra they they call him Cobra 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 uh, they'd send a signal to the other you know when he's out there dangling his uh, Chad in front of everybody because he's a, just an offensive uh, filthy jerk. Uh, who who molested a uh, an intern on an elevator in 1993, and effectively her career was destroyed. That said, uh, you know it's kind of funny that Joe Biden would be all up on this uh, event at the White House for the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act, which he helped author in 1994. After Joe Biden, I don't know, uh, assaulted so many women in hotel rooms with state troopers standing outside when he was the governor of Arkansas. Uh, he said he told a story about people who find themselves in revealing uh, in a revealing picture only have it to show up online. And he said some victims are uh, people are victims of blackmail. Here he is. He's trying to relate to Americans by saying, hey, man, I mean, we all know somebody has been, I don't know, naked, uh, pictured, photographed naked or having sex. And it got shared online. Right. So we established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action. For those whose images were shared on the public screen, how many times have you heard, I bet everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line, that in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a young picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position, and then literally in a sense blackmails him or mortifies him. Yeah, you know, and there's no irony at all, no sense of irony at all that a laptop was found or dropped off at a computer place in Delaware, and it was loaded with his son, lots of naked pictures, lots of doing crack, lots of having sex with prostitutes. And those of you who think that maybe uh, that we're, uh, you know, uh, our stance in Ukraine and our status with regard to not cracking down on Russia is uh, possibly because, uh, you know, people uh, know that there is some compromising Information with regard to Hunter Biden in Ukraine versus this that Joe Biden suddenly concerned about naked pictures of you showing up on the interweb and his son, you know, did that. I, I understand why you would you would think that. And I think this is really funny that the New York Times has decided more than a year after Hunter Biden's business woes, um, you know, came to the fore. They admit the laptop is uh, legitimate. 
Now, the interesting thing about the New York Times is they knew all along that it was legitimate. It's just that the evidence became so overwhelming. If they didn't say this, they will look even dumber than they are. And it's not really dumb. It's just it's just uh, woefully corrupt. Uh, people familiar with the investigation said prosecutors has examined emails between Mr. Biden, Mr. Archer, and others about Burisma and other foreign business uh, activity, the Times wrote. These emails were obtained by the New York Times from a cache of files that appear to have come from the laptop abandoned by Mr. Biden in a Delaware repair shop. The email and others in the cache were authenticated by people familiar with them and with the investigation. So the New York Times, after they uh, cast doubt in October of 2020 that there was any uh, any meeting between Joe Biden and an official from Burisma, uh, the Ukrainian gas company for which he got paid a million dollars a year for doing nothing, they have all along said it was fake, it was fake news, it was misinformation, it was disinformation. And uh, why was it unsubstantiated? Because of the willful ignorance of the Times' curious lack of curiosity. That's what it's all about, kids. That's what it's all about. Left wing. So you were right about uh, the Russia collusion. You're right about Wuhan. You are right about the 2020 election. It will come out eventually. You are absolutely right about the laptop. All of these dominoes are falling. Once again, I'll say it. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party says that what you're, you're saying and what you believe in through research is misinformation or disinformation, it means you know the truth. And it always comes out as the truth. Hey guys, it's Carson. While we have every indication President Trump is planning to run in 2024, has yet to formally announce his intentions, but as you're probably aware, he's been actively holding Save America rallies with one just this weekend in Florence, South Carolina, and one this coming weekend in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. As we wait to see what's next for President Trump, Mike Huckabee is on a mission to teach our kids about Trump's achievements during the first term and his vision to save America. Governor Huckabee's team has put together the Kids Guide to President Trump, and he wants you to have it for free as part of a great free gift bundle. To get your free Kids Guide to President Trump gift bundle, I want you to go to trumpkidsguide.com. That's trumpkidsguide.com. But please don't wait. These free gift bundles have been going quickly. Grab one for your family before it's too late at trumpkidsguide.com. So Donald Trump says uh, Mike Pence will not be on his ticket uh, as VP if he runs in 2024 because they haven't spoken in a long time and he doesn't think voters would, quote, accept him um, well, uh, I'll just say as someone who is very in touch with the electorate and uh, those who voted for Donald Trump and those who are just bloody sick and tired of the nonsense going on in Washington, D.C., that Mike Pence's career is over with regard to being in a Republican on a national level. He has, as I said earlier, screwed the pooch, screwed the pooch. He is right up there with Mitt Romney. He is right up there with uh, Liz Cheney. He is right up there with Mitch McConnell. Uh, Mitch McConnell, the only reason why he's still where he is is that uh, he is being enabled by those around him. Um, but there are a group of people who are, are effectively done with the Republican Party. And you can caterwaul and you can yell and scream and you can say, leave Trump behind. But I hate to tell you this, 70% of Republicans say he's the dude. Uh, because he did a great job as president, and he gave people what fur, and he turned Washington, D.C. upside down, and we want him to continue where he left off when the election was stolen from him. Yeah, I said it. 
So anyway, Mike Pence won't be on the ticket, and he can go back to being a stand-in for uh, Race Bannon on Johnny Quest cartoons, I guess. He could do that. Also, the uh, police in Washington, D.C., are stomping on the free speech rights of the truckers in Washington, D.C., who are attempting to get from the Beltway into Washington, D.C. They literally, and I watched this last night on TV, they literally blocked exit ramps. The truck drivers have every right to go down into Washington, D.C., to go down on the mall, to do whatever they damned well please in their vehicles. They have been peaceful. They have not blocked traffic. They have been respectful. Unlike Black Lives Matter, which in Washington, D.C., took over entire blocks, entire areas in front of the White House, attempted to burn down a church right across from the White House, caused the President of the United States to have to go into the emergency bunker because they were rioting outside of the Capitol. I was there also when these idiots from uh, Occupy Wall Street shut down part of downtown Washington, D.C., so they built a camp for them, including a rape tent that could uh, prevent women from being sexually assaulted by the creeps involved in that protest. And I was down there for Thanksgiving morning for the turkey trot and smelled marijuana wafting through the air at that protest. This is an article from the U.K. Daily Mail. Uh, on Wednesday, a caravan blocked traffic in endless lines outside the National Mall and painstakingly blared their horns, causing locals driving by to scream, Go home! at them and to block public buses. They had no problem with the uh, Black Lives Matter or uh, Antifa. Many protesters decorated their cars with variations of the American flag, particularly the Betsy Ross flag. And, are you ready for this? They're trying what they did in Canada. Confederate flags. That's a lie both of which are frequently used by the far right and have been embroiled in racist controversy. They also painted 2022 Convoy, Faith Over Fear, Your Choice, Freedom, and the people are united on their windows as they persistently honked, antagonizing locals trying to drive through the city. The locals were perfectly cool with the city shutting down the city. Uh, They just don't want uh, the interference of uh, freedom-loving truckers driving and possibly slowing down traffic. They're perfectly fine with the city making it a crime to be out of your house, making it a crime to go in a restaurant, making it a crime for you not to wear a mask or bring a vaccine passport with you. But the the sheep of Washington, D.C., and I lived in Montgomery County, I lived in Washington, D.C., it is insufferable. The left in the uh, in Montgomery County and Washington D.C. are insufferable and intolerant. I remember I put a nope bumper sticker on my truck in Washington D.C. when uh, Barack Obama became the president, and my truck was vandalized. D.C. resident uh, Michael Willie, who posted a video on social media, the convoy honking and snarling traffic is a rideshare driver because, you know, he does that or rides his bike or takes public transportation. He told the Daily Mail that he agrees with the right to protest as long as they don't protest. No, actually, as long as they don't block the free flow of goods, services, and people like the government in Washington, D.C. has done for the last two years. There you go. The truckers have every right to drive down into Washington, D.C. They have every damned right. And if they slow down traffic a little bit, well, that's what happens when congestion happens, kids. Uh, they are a peaceful people. They are not racist. They do not support racism. They just want government off their backs.
The New York Times has finally admitted the Hunter Biden laptop is absolutely 100% real, which not only uh, validates you and I, who knew it was real a long time ago, and uh, people like the New York Post that was banned from uh, Twitter from even sharing the story before the election. But literally, a year and a half later, uh, the New York Times is finally admitting that it is 100% real, which also means that the real collusion between Hunter Biden and Ukraine, Hunter Biden and China, with regard to funneling uh, money to uh, the big guy, his father, in a criminal enterprise, that's also true. Here's Jen Psaki some time ago talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. Thank you, Jen. Two topics really quick. First, the president has said, and you have tweeted, that allegations of wrongdoing based on files pulled from Hunter Biden's laptop are Russian disinformation. There is a new book by Politico reporter that finds some of the files on there are genuine. Is the White House still going with Russian disinformation? I think it's broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. Um, You, my dear, have just been sunk. Uh, You sunk my battleship. Yeah. Uh, here she is um, uh, dodging a question on the laptop from hell. The Biden administration today put out a big report about addressing corruption. I want to ask you two quick and hopefully pretty easy questions about that. Uh, shortly after President Biden's uh, virtual meeting with the Chinese president, uh, her son's attorney said that he has finally divested from a Chinese investment fund controlled by state-owned entities. That's a $1.5 billion hedge fund that... Uh, Hunter Biden was uh, put in charge of, even though he's really into smoking lots of crack and having sex with hookers and strippers and even making babies with them. I was hoping you could commit to uh, basic transparency about that. Other than that, he's a hell of a businessman. Transaction, including the name of the buyer, the dollar amount, and the timing. And the second question is my colleague Miranda <laughs> Devine has a new book out called uh, The Laptop from Hell. Yeah. And I was hoping that you could confirm that the laptop is indeed authentic. Uh, and is actually from hell. And not Russian disinformation, as you seem to suggest on Twitter last year. Well, uh, on the first, uh, the president's son is not an employee of the federal government, so I'd point you to his representatives. And as it relates to the book... Well, then how's he paying his dad? Neither, neither had the time nor interest in exploring or reading the book. Go ahead, the Tina. Son's attorney go ahead, Tina. I, I think I answered your question. <laughs> no, you, you, didn't. you can go to the representative of the person who's not an employee of the federal government. Go ahead, Tina. I think we have to move on. Go ahead. <laughs> this is so fantastic. And they would be ashamed if they had shame, if they had any sense of shame whatsoever. Uh, Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Here is Grant Stinchfield last night on Newsmax. So Lee Greenwood has held a seat on the National Council of the Arts for over a decade. And Joe Biden is going to take that seat away. Greenwood revealed that he has received an email from the Biden administration notifying him that his seat on the council will be replaced. Joe Biden wants Greenwood out. Theater director Kamala Forbes, and if she's confirmed, she will be the one who goes in. Greenwood loses his spot. Now listen to this. Lee Greenwood was appointed by George W. Bush. He held his office there and served under Bush's term through Obama, through Bush, and President Trump's term. And now Joe Biden is canceled. Uh, anybody uh, else not heard of any one of the other people on the list except for, I don't know, Lee Greenwood? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I served diligently on the uh, on the NEA and, and proudly so under four different administrations. Yeah. But um, uh, Joe Biden canceled me faster than the Keystone Pipeline. <laughs> 
And, and all of us who served on that council, who were affiliated with any Republican president, are gone. And, of course, our, our replacement has to be ratified by the Senate. And I've currently talked to the new chair of the NEA. And they were kind of dancing around the fact that, yeah, you're, you're kind of gone, but you have to serve until your replacement comes. And But we know the story of that. And it's it's because of my work with President Trump. Well, that's the kind of petty little children they are. You see, that's the kind of petty little children that they are. If I'm not mistaken, the uh, Clinton administration, when they left the White House, some of the staffers, just to bleep with the new uh, Bush administration, removed keys from the keyboards. That's the kind of stuff, that's the kind of vitriolic, childish BS that you uh, that you get, that petty crap. It's like uh, uh, Barack Obama removing the bust of Winston Churchill from the Oval Office. It's just to be a D-word for Richard. It's just to, you know, slam your uh, your predecessor. It's not honorable in any way, shape, or form. It's not decent in any way, shape, or form. On the Newsmax Hotline, Diamond and Silk, how are you doing this morning, ladies, or this afternoon? Oh, we're doing wonderful. I hope you're doing well. I am doing very well. I was looking at your Twitter feed this morning, and uh, you and I are coming up on a uh, uh, an anniversary that is... Uh, uh, you know, sad, and that's the passing of our mothers. Uh, my oh, yeah. mom in, in May and your mom in June. I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you guys, and uh, uh, you know, it never gets any easier. But uh, but I, I revel in the joy that she brought me in my life, and and I I share her experience and her life on the air. So right. I hope I hope you guys are doing well. I know that the anniversary is coming up. But I just want you to know I'm thinking about you. Oh, thank you for thinking about us. And when you say you share. We share everything that she taught us. That's and right. And that's why we can stand strong and be firm in what we believe. So, yeah. yeah I, every I like day I see. think about the golden nuggets that Mama just instilled in us right. and how we are able to use it for such a time as this. Yeah, and it is a tough time, isn't it? Uh, what are your thoughts about the handling of the Ukraine crisis and, and what are your concerns about what it could become? Um, I think that Biden has made America look weak around the world. I don't think that these countries trust us. That's why they're doing what they want to do when they get ready to do it. Um, I think we need to be very cautious so that we won't allow Biden and his peeps to usher us into World War III because that's mm-hmm. what it looks like that's going to happen. So we got to be cautious. We got to be careful. We got to stay prayed up because this, these, we're living in dangerous times is what's happening. Well, we we live in dangerous times, and we appear to be dr- being ruled by children. Um, yeah. I, I had spoken about this this morning. You got an entire generation of uh, kids who throw temper tantrums when they hear an opinion they don't like. Uh, you know, they try to shut mm-hmm. down Dave Chappelle. They try to shut down Disney World and all this. And, and they're in charge in, in Washington D.C. And honestly, uh, they're not adults. They're not serious adults. They don't look at the world uh, realistically. They look at it through the prism of give peace a chance. And I hate to tell you this, but uh, Vladimir Putin, if you walked up and said uh, give peace a chance, he'd probably put a bullet between your eyes. Mm. Uh, you know, it's ridiculous. Um, let's talk also about gas prices. Uh, I know you guys are out on uh, in, in uh, North Carolina. How are things impacting you guys out there? Um, has it gotten to five yet, Silk? Uh, I think it's about four, four ten or four fifteen now. Okay, okay. So mm-hmm. gas is going up as usual. Um, the thing that I don't like is that when they tell you and they push a narrative that they want you to blame one side. I have to blame Biden for these gas prices rising. They started mm-hmm. rising when Biden put in this executive order, ending our pipeline. Yep. Not only that, getting rid of our energy independence. So he can't blame other people for what he started. Now, everything that's happening now has just escalated to a whole nother level. 
That's well, right. Yeah. And what, what I can't for the life of me understand is that we say that Putin is our enemy, yet, you know, we, he, he signed that executive order, uh, removed the sanctions from Russia so that, you know, we will have to depend on them, uh, including Russia, foreign countries, to get our oil when we were energy independent. Right. And so why are we relying on, on our quote-unquote enemy for something that we need that's so vital for we, the American people? And when I see this inflation that's happening, I view it as inflation is our taxation. It feels like Americans yeah. are being taxed, taxed half to death, especially for my people that are on fixed income who cannot afford a lot of this, these inflated, uh, the cost of different things. Uh, it makes me ask this question. What's being done for we, the American people, to uh, remove a lot of this inflation that's going on within our country right now? Well, here's the thing. They don't, they don't want us to live by their standard. But you know what, Rob? People have sat down, relied on this government, relied mm-hmm. on everything that the government tell them, relied on our media, what they tell them, and they've never looked or checked into anything. You see what I'm saying? So a lot of times we go through what we go through because these people have to see the light. They have to yeah. come to the light. They have to see the light to see what's going on. So some people are going to have to suffer. It's not until it hit them that they wake up and say, hey, That's I've right. been gaslighted, but now mm-hmm. I woke from the gas. So. I bet you a lot of the people that call themselves riding with Biden wish they was rolling with Trump. Because <laughs> just look at everything that is going on, that's gone downhill. And one question that I've asked several yes. times over the past few weeks is, can you name me one piece of legislation, one piece of bill, anything that this, uh, this government regime has done for the betterment of your life? Yeah. Nobody can name me one thing. <laughs> no, no. Um, I want to mention also the convoy in Washington, D.C. Did you realize that uh, they are shutting down exits so people affiliated with the convoy cannot go into Washington, D.C.? I would say that's pretty much tearing up the First Amendment and uh, throwing it on the ground. What do you think? Absolutely. They're not going to let them protest. However, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, mm-hmm. yep. and all yep. types of other organization that leans to the left that want to destroy America, that hate our Constitution, that kneel on our flag, that mm-hmm. want to tear down our statues, they're able to go and wreak havoc. So this is what we're dealing with, you all. This is, this is now the new United States of America. It's almost more like it's the United States of communism. They've already That's ushered right. us into it. Now they're going to slow walk us into what they want us to do. And it's really sad, but it is what it is. That's what it is. Well, you got to fight back, and you can never stop fighting. Uh, did you see this morning that the New York Times is finally admitting that the Hunter Biden laptop is is for real? They finally admitted it after censoring it for a year and a half. Now we know that it was all true, and we were right. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, so if it's real, then that means Hunter Biden is compromised. Yes. If Hunter Biden is compromised as mm-hmm. the first uh, child, well, you know, it, the first mm-hmm. family mm-hmm. or well, part of the first family. That could possibly mean that uh, Biden is compromised. Mm-hmm. So let's look at all of this. We see what's happening in Russia, Ukraine, with China. These are the same countries that Biden took money from. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this laptop stuff, oh, that information is what? Imagine if they would have brought that out during the campaign. Yeah. We probably yeah. wouldn't be in what It was censored. 
It was censored. They took it down. The the yeah. the, the, the uh, big social media. They took it down. The mainstream media ignored it. Guys, you know th- this is. You're right about United States of Communism. You're 100 percent right. And the thing is that the the media and and big social media they have a choice here and they choose to side with the government. It's ridiculous. Right. But just imagine if we as conservatives. Uh, would not have went along with the censorship of it if we would have opened up our mouths and spoke out about it continuously. Yeah. Even though they were censoring us on one side, we were talking about it on the other side. But what happened is a lot of people fold and go cold whenever they get censored. Yeah, yeah I just get louder. Yeah. <laughs> I just get louder. <laughs> no, I know you, 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 the, uh, uh, the 2020 election fraud uh, I know that you are not afraid to talk about it. That's one of the things on the new syndicated show. People say, God, I like it, Rob, that you tell the truth. You're not afraid to say that you thought the 2020 election was stolen. And I say the reason I do think it was stolen because I'm not stupid. Yep. And, and right now you've got uh, the GOP leader in uh, Wisconsin rejecting uh, decertification. But the, the uh, evidence is all there, isn't it? The evidence is all there. you got evidence in Georgia and Arizona and mm. yes. Colorado. Yet you have the left looking the other way. Yet, if you take and you vote, but you didn't live at the address you vote, it's on your registration card, they want to make a big deal out of that. But they don't want to make a big deal out of the fineness that's coming out of a lot of these states. It's crazy, Mm -hmm. but it's the truth. It is true. And uh, I I talked to uh, Carrie Lake, who's running for governor of Arizona the other day, and I asked her, I said, Mm -hmm. why do you think the election was stolen? She says, because I'm a journalist. I love Carrie Lake. I love it. Oh, I do, I do too. Hey, uh, one other thing. I didn't realize you made it into Donald Trump's coffee table book. I am jealous. Listen, it was an honor. An honor. To be in that book because we didn't know we were going to be in that book. Wow. We, we didn't know anything. And I'm glad that they kept that a secret from everybody. So, you yeah. know, you know, the people that's envious. And the envious people are the people that is afraid that you may take their place. So I'm glad that they kept it to... The very end, and then when the book came out, bam, there we was. And we really we really appreciate President Trump. We love him. We appreciate him, and we're still in this corner. I love it. I love it. And, all right, so before we go, we're, you guys are on uh, Getter. You guys are on Twitter. Where else can people find you guys? Oh, tell them about your, your podcast and everything. Oh, my God. Listen, they can find our podcast anywhere you get your podcast, like yes. Apple and Stitcher and all of those places. You know we got our show on Newsmax. Diamond and Silk Crystal yes, yes, yes. that comes on on Saturdays. Oh. And hey, don't forget about our book, Uprising. You yes. can get the book at Diamond and Silk or DNSBooks.com. You guys are just too much. I mean, really, just too much. i got to catch up to you guys. Uh, God bless you guys. Have a God glorious uh, St. Patrick's Day and a great weekend. We'll talk again soon, okay? Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com. Or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.